Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and this is episode 113 that you're listening to. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the show. And the dice are back. I've got, I got, I can't believe it. I got so much feedback from all of you that you missed the dice. I thought I was kind of going upscale. We were going to try this new thing, but no, you wanted to listen to those dice. You've grown comfortable with them over the last hundred and some odd episodes, and you wanted them back. They're back. I listened. You, you spoke. I listened. The show is going to be great today. I have a great guest. I'm very excited that they took the time to talk to us. But before we do, we're going to check in with one of our sponsors now with Michael Keller, who is sponsoring this episode. Michael, are you there? Hi there, Richard. Hey, Michael. How are you doing today? Um, I'm all right. It's uh, great to talk to you again. It is. So uh, we appreciate you sponsoring this episode. uh, And you're actually doing this for somebody else. Who do we got that uh, we want to talk about? I'd like to let your listeners know about uh, Car Trunk Entertainment's Unpub 3 convention, uh, which is going on uh, this weekend, January 19th and 20th. Great, and that's a great uh, show. What that is is that uh, um, Car Trunk has put together, I like to think of it almost as an incubator of ideas, right? That you, you show up, you got your game, it's unpublished, and it's that, that's the whole idea is to share this unpublished game with people who give you ideas back and forth, right? Absolutely, and before while while your show is about games that are ready for Kickstarter, before before a game makes it to that uh, point, before you launch your Kickstarter project, it's important to make sure that the game itself is ready. And the Unpub Network uh, certainly has helped uh, my games develop to that point, and so I wanted to let your listeners know that they should take advantage of it if they can. Okay, so how do uh, those who are listening who can take advantage of it? How do they find out, and what's the information about it? Uh, the easiest way is just go to unpub.net, and uh, right there on the front page, it'll have all the information, and it's again, it's going to be this weekend in Delaware. Okay, and that date again, so somebody's listening. Uh, right, sorry, it's uh, January 19th and 20th. January 19th and 20th in Delaware. Go to unpub.net. Perfect. Well, Michael, thank you very much for, uh, for making that possible, and they do great work over there. I, I think that's awesome. Thank you, Richard. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Have a bye. My guest today has had uh, some tremendous success on the Indiegogo platform with their project that has exceeded, dramatically exceeded their expectations as far as the amount of money that they declared that they wanted to raise. The project is called The Gravity Light, and I'm joined by Jim Fullalove, who is the co-owner of Therefore Limited, the uh, intellectual property owner of this, this concept of creating a light source, and I'll let Jim go ahead and explain it, but Jim, thank you very much for being on the show. Okay, thanks, Richard. Well, we ought to say it's more than the concept, because the uh, the whole reason why we decided to take on this experiment of crowdfunding is to, uh, is to actually, uh, having proven the principle of the mechanics and the engineering on the, uh, on the project, um, we then wanted to test the water in crowdfunding, which is the first uh, time we've actually ventured this way. Um, so a risk and, and, a, a, and an experiment, but obviously an opportunity. That's the way we saw it. And indeed, the opportunity's been very good in rewarding us with, okay, a, a sum of money, which is one thing, um, but actually much more importantly, um, a really, really rich theme of interest, um, public opinion, uh, feedback, uh, and offers of help and offers of investment, and I mean every kind of possible, um, uh, you know, kind of inquiry. 
Sure. So let's uh, this is for our listeners uh, to clarify. You guys came up with this idea. Uh, if they go look at the video, uh, it's very good. You can go to uh, Indiegogo. It's called the Gravity Light. And just briefly, in 30 seconds, kind of explain what it is to our listeners. Okay, so we, we basically, if you see the movie, it's quite clear. It's a couple of minutes long. And we've created what is, in terms of all intents and purposes, a little generator, um, which works on, uh, you basically hang in a pendant light way. So you take a piece of rope and you suspend this from uh, a thing above your head, a ceiling or a bar, um, and you have a, um, a a little generating direct current um, system whereby you have a uh, you fill a bag full of um, rubble or, or um, gravel stones up to around 10 kilos in weight, and then you basically load the generator, i.e., you lift. So the bag has a tape or a, a rope that passes through the generator very very simply, and then you allow the bag to fall under gravity which is controlled very very carefully very sophisticatedly by a a system of gears and a final drive motor and that very simply in that action delivers uh, a constant um, um, very low power uh, electricity output to a single led which creates ambient light for uh, small interior environments and so the idea here was to uh, develop something again if they watch the video develop something, uh, you pursued different aspects, solar and different ways of bringing this kind of light and power to uh, more remote areas of the world. Yes, so it's actually not solar, and it's definitely not trying to be, uh, it's not sophisticated like solar, it's it's very mechanical, and indeed it can be used at any time of the day or night, because it doesn't rely on the sun, it doesn't have a battery in it, so environmentally it's uh, cleaner. Um, and you simply, when you want light, you raise the bag and let the bag fall under its own weight, i.e. basically with the gearing uh, creating the, the energy. So on the crowdfunding side, you went out to Indiegogo, set a goal of, to raise $55,000. Yeah. What was the initial intent? What were you going to do with that $55,000? Well, that was all, always the earmark for the next stage of funding for the soft tooling. We had a, we've already invested a mountain soft tooling, and then we needed the remainder of uh, uh, funding to buy the, the, this non-recurring expense in, in the, the plastic part, some of the plastic parts. So there was a very modest threshold that we put on the the crowdfunding project in order that we were actually going to be seen to be successful. We need much in excess of 55K dollars, um, and we've got that, so it's great, but we we definitely set the bar low in order for the project to be truly successful. And you raised, and so our audience knows, at the time of the recording this, you're currently at just over $380,000. What does, that yes, do? are, yeah. what does that do for your project? Um, how far? Well, that's the, the most important thing it does now is it accelerates the program. So we've actually now got enough money to add to put more resource because it's been one of our back burner projects, and because we've only picked it up and dropped it off when we've been able to in terms of our other commercial business. This is now something that has real um, uh, emphasis um, because people out there want to use this device. Um, and, they, and we've got to go for the trial. So we've had the funding in, to enable us to do all that we need to do to get the essential field trials underway. So right now, we've just been through Christmas with getting data finalized and out to the vendor um, for the production of a few thousand off uh, first samples that will go into uh, field trials for, for that most critical evaluation of the, the product um, 
performance. You've received tremendous amount of exposure uh, internationally around the world for this project. Do you feel what's your what's your take on the crowdfunding angle of this story? Did crowd but because you launched this on crowdfunding, did that bring you more exposure, or did the exposure bring you more success on crowdfunding? Which one, which one was it? Um, I think the crowdfunding um, experiment has been enormously successful in getting public opinion back, uh, and that just gives us renewed confidence. It's fed itself, and um, the Indiegogo people have been good in recognizing quite early that this was no ordinary campaign, and they, they started to, I think, market a little harder, which was also very useful. But that in turn, and especially with what we've been doing here with our own um, very small, low-key PR machine, we've been targeting our own database of contacts and it's and the momentum has gathered and in fact and when once the, the once some of the bigger press got hold of the story then it has gone truly international and you know we've had everybody from the bbc uh, world service to itn to, to to business week um you name it we've had um, a lot of quality press um and that that just sort of self-feeds self-feeds really sure and and which is why i'm very appreciative that you've been willing to take some time uh, cool. Just a few minutes, because you guys are a little bit crazy. Your project's winding down. Uh, yeah. So you've been doing your company, therefore, um, you can find it on therefore.com. The, you do design. You do those type of things. Are you seeing then that this crowdfunding thing was – is this crowdfunding going to be unique because of the nature of this, where it's a project to the developing world? Or do you see that uh, crowdfunding could possibly be an integral part of your um, – business plan it, it, it will be part of uh, our future we can't um, just get kind of um we can't just get too glazed over by by what it's done it, this is a one-off and i think the point you just made is yes the project the wordiness of this gravity light project it, and its timing pre-christmas all those things add up to it being potentially a, a very successful campaign we know it is so we're delighted by that. You can't just go away and repeat that. And, and over the few years that there have been uh, the, the, this new phenomena, which it is, I think, because let's face it, this is instant money. This isn't spending uh, months and months with a potential, um, you know, no, no positive result at the end of it when you go and talk to the venture people or the private equity people. Um, you know, this is, if it works, it's real, and the money's there, so you can just get straight on with something with, indeed, a, a huge degree of no strings, so that you're still in control of the destiny of the project, which is absolutely vital. So at, a, at one level, uh, in terms of our business, you're right, we do a lot of product development. We're very experienced at delivering products for ourselves and mostly, obviously, for our clients. We will use crowdfunding again, but we will be very selective because it won't just work with anything. You have to have a story. It has to be believable. And you've obviously always got to fulfill that. And there's obviously some issues with crowdfunding and perception of it because um, to, even with some of our own inquirers, um, people have doubted the validity of this and they still do. Um, uh, and I think, you know, you, you've got to be prepared to get right up behind it if it's successful and deliver it. And that's what we have to do now. So you said, and, and that's per, and that's perfect because that's great advice to anybody who's listening, who's looking at their own project, is that you just can't throw anything up there and expect the crowd to get behind it and find spectacular success. No, it, it, it's not a magic bullet, that's for sure. It's got to be 
reasoned. It's got to have a, a, a good and even an emotional um, context to an extent. It depends on what you're selling, of course. But the important thing is it has to be believable. It has to be reasoned. And people sniff something when it doesn't feel right. And in fact, we've even had people come back to us who have said, hi, guys, I've seen your campaign. It's been so successful. We've been that road and we haven't managed to do it. And can you have a look at our campaign? It's closed now, but give us a few. Now, I've managed to be able to get out and send a few words out to people, um, but I don't think you can expect it to do everything. You have to be prepared to work from day one when you launch a campaign to fully support it, and I think that's what we've done. So my last question would be to help people understand, when you say you need to be prepared to fully work from day one, uh, yeah. and, you, and you mentioned to me right before we got on the, uh, on the conversation here just how crazy it's been. People. Well, part of that is, is actually responding. You can't, we, we've had so many thousands of inquiries and a lot of them are on email and you have to field them. So mostly we've been just simply sending a standard response to people for now um, with the, 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 the promise that once the campaign is over, we will do a complete audit of all the offers and the inquiries, where, wherever they're from, uh, and then make a, you know, make a strategy for the trials, which is the next important thing, and go back to these people, or some of them, who are really genuinely there to help. So all of that requires daily or hourly kind of attention to make sure that you're not missing opportunities where people are popping up and saying, hi, look at me, uh, I can help. And, uh, you know, th- th- you really have to take advantage of all of that. You don't get that every day. Well, Jim, I certainly, again, appreciate you taking the time that uh, mine popped up and that you were willing to uh, take a few minutes here to uh, join me on the call. Uh, thank you. And, and, again, congratulations to having such a successful campaign. Well, thank you, Richard. And um, I think just watch this space. We will continue to post on uh, Indiegogo uh, campaign once, once it's closed to keep people updated. And uh, we'll have some results for people later on this year. And hopefully this will go from what will, you know, originally was a trial to something very substantial that will be sold, hopefully, in the millions to, to benefit people's lives. Let's, uh, and for those who are listening, um, we've been speaking with Jim Full of Love, who's with uh, Therefore.com. And their project is called the Gravity Light, which has been on Indiegogo. At the time of the, the recording, we've got about 39 hours left in the project, and they've raised just over $380,000. Jim, thanks again for being on the show. Richard, my pleasure. You've been listening to Funding the Dream. We have had uh, a great conversation about something very innovative. Hopefully you've heard something uh, that has been inspiring. I know I have. Thanks for listening. Take care.